Our ability to think is a double-edged sword. As a tool for creativity and problem-solving, thinking is a wonderful ability indeed. But when the table turns and our thinking takes a negative turn, or persistent thought patterns become destructive rumination, our happiness and well-being take a nosedive. The saving grace is somewhat paradoxical. We can neutralise the negative thinking, courtesy of our ability to think about our thoughts. Once we develop the skill of thinking about thinking, we can bring the rumination under control and we can get a bit better at managing where to place our attention. If you think about it, we place our attention on specific thoughts every day, thinking about what we might have for lunch perhaps, and then make a decision related to that thought and then act on it. Second nature, problem solved. But when our sleep gets disturbed and we wake up with a troublesome or upsetting thought, we're not quite so well prepared. But we can be if we practice our response. There are a couple of things we can do to tackle the problem. Our thoughts flow out from us. If you like, it's a bit like watching something floating down a river. You notice it, you can see it floating on by, and you can watch it as it disappears downstream. We can do the same with our thoughts. We can identify a thought and let it pass and float away down our thought stream. We have the ability to notice and process our thoughts in a useful way. Here's an analogy. I don't know if you've ever been to a Yo Sushi restaurant. The design of all the restaurants is the same. The kitchen is central to the restaurant and it's surrounded by countertops and tables that face in the way so that you can observe the chefs as they're preparing the food. Between you and the kitchen area, there's a continuous conveyor belt that goes all the way around the restaurant. And on the conveyor belt, there are little plastic pots of very tempting food with transparent lids, so you can see exactly what's in them. And they continuously flow past you. You have the option, if you like what you see, to pick a pot or two off the conveyor and put them on the table in front of you, or simply leave them on the trolley to continue on the way around. They may, or may not, come back again. The same thing may pass you a few minutes later, and again, and again. We can begin to use this way of visualising things to create a metaphor for the way we make decisions as to what to do with our intrusive thoughts. We have a choice to take them off the conveyor belt or to leave them on and let them go round. And even if they come round again, we have the choice to leave them on. And so it goes. We can become attuned to our thinking. If in the darkness of the night we wake up and something's troubling us, rather than focusing straight in on it, taking it off the conveyor belt if you like, we can be conscious of what's happening. We can notice that we're doing that thinking thing again and ask ourselves the question, do I want to do that thinking thing or not? Do I want to focus on that particular thought right now? Or do I want to leave it on the trolley and let it go round? And if it comes back, you still don't have to grapple with it. Not now, not at this exact moment. You can let it go around again. And you become skilled eventually at noticing when you're thinking and you become skilled at developing the ability to decide whether you're going to deal with that thought right now or later on. If it's truly intrusive, you can always switch the light on and make a note to yourself 
I'm going to deal with that troubling thing in the morning or at the very next opportunity, but I'm not going to let it keep me awake. It's interesting, isn't it, our ability to think about thinking. We can actually think about thinking about thinking. It can all get a bit meta. But the more skilled we get about noticing, oh, I'm doing that thinking thing again, the more we can become practised in the skill of diminishing the amount of rumination. We learn to successfully manage what used to seem sometimes like a constant stream of troubling and recurrent internal rambling. Sometimes the stress is too much though to be logical about it. Once the stress hormones kick in, it can be difficult to wrangle our thoughts successfully. So we need then to tackle the stress first, to get back into rest and digest mode. And intentional breathing is one way to do that. Breathing is particularly useful. Breathing and redirecting your thinking to some other point or to some other part of your body to focus the attention away from the thought can be a really powerful intervention and it becomes second nature with practice. So what is intentional breathing? It is just that. Intentionally breathing in a rhythmic way so as to become calm and clear. What's been good for Buddhist monks for millennia might just be good for us. This technique is also used by special forces in high-intensity operations, and they simply wouldn't use it if it didn't work. Three, five, seven, breathing. Okay, here we go. There's nothing difficult about this. Find a place where you won't be interrupted for a while, where you can sit or lie comfortably. Turn off phones, ringers and notifications. Move around until you feel your posture is as straight as it can be while staying relaxed. Untangle any crossed arms or ankles. And if you can let your arms lie by your side rather than resting on your body, do that. Take a few slow breaths. And with each breath, increase the volume of air you take in. But don't overdo it. This won't work if you end up feeling overinflated. Next, get used to holding the in-breath for a while, a few seconds, without tightening up at the same time. It's not like the breath holding you do when you're curing hiccups. You need to stay loose. Once you've got the hang of that, you can start the 357 routine. Here's how it goes. Breathe in and fill your lungs and your belly within the count of three. It's quite a powerful in-breath. Then hold for five while staying as loose as you can. Then breathe out slowly for a count of seven. It's the out-breath that creates the reset. And the last instruction is this. Whilst you're breathing out, touch the back of your upper front teeth with the tip of your tongue. This will help moderate and smooth the out-breath. If you can learn to do this a few times in succession, you can use it to calm yourself pretty much anywhere. If you incorporate it into your daily routine, even when you don't feel acutely stressed, it will help reset your stress levels overall. A few rounds before sleep, or to help you get to sleep maybe, and then again for a few minutes before you leap out of bed in the morning. Eventually, you'll find yourself using it instinctively when you feel the whoosh of the stress response kicking in. Doing this and combining it with the skill of observing our thought stream and directing it as we choose 
are two of the most powerful things we can do to keep ourselves clear and calm.